Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com/daily. It's Thursday, October 7th in New York City, and now here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. Hawaii's tourism industry is a test case for over-tourism that will require more than just good intentions. It will need support from the state government in combating overcrowding and preserving its natural resources. So elections in August of next year will go a long way in shaping the trajectory of Hawaii's tourism, writes Global Tourism reporter Lebowit Lily Girma. Numerous concerns exist about the Hawaii Tourism Authority being able to deliver a tourism product that embraces more sustainable growth. But CEO John DeFries says that the board doesn't have all the powers needed to ensure the state's tourism industry truly benefits its residents. Thus, he urged people in Hawaii voting in next year's elections to relay the importance of tourism issues in the state to its legislators. Meanwhile, the tourism authority said local communities have been involved in the state's so-called destination-specific management action plans, which are helping to relieve pressure on some of the most heavily visited destinations in Hawaii. We turn next to a development that could end up boosting the aviation industry. Global consultancy firm PwC's decision to permit its client services employees to work remotely could see more business travelers depart from regional airports, especially if its rivals follow suit, writes corporate travel editor Matthew Parsons. PwC is the first of the big four accounting firms to embrace permanent remote work as well as one of the biggest employers to do so. Will Tate, a partner at Gold Spring Consulting, predicted consultants being dispersed around the United States would lead them to rely more on local airports closer to their homes, thus changing travel patterns. Tate also believes that PwC's decision would influence other companies to permanently allow remote work, likely moving a huge volume of spend as each of the big four accounting firms spent at least $200 million on U.S. flights in 2019. Finally, we look at a new piece of information appearing on Google Flights. Users are now able to view carbon emission estimates when searching for flights to book, writes senior travel tech editor Sean O'Neill. Google added emission estimates to its flight search results on Wednesday. While rivals like Kayak and Skyscanner have enabled customers to filter their search results to find flights with possibly lower-than-average emissions, Google Flight's new edition differs in that the site displays a specific figure for carbon emissions. The new data is part of Google's larger push to encourage sustainable travel. The tech giant announced that the Skift Global Forum last month it would start highlighting hotels it believes have positive environmental practices. Google has invited airlines to help confirm the estimates, which it generates in part by examining data from two years ago compiled by sources such as the European Environmental Agency. However, most carriers don't complete audits ensuring the accuracy of emissions estimates, as governments don't currently require airlines disclose emissions per flight. For more travel stories and deep dives into the latest trends, head to skiff.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skift Daily newsletter at skiff.com daily. Spoken Layer Saudi Arabia has set an ambitious goal to welcome 150 million visitors by 2030 unleashing a flurry of growth and investment in the kingdom. In our new series, Skip Travel Spotlight, the future of tourism in Saudi Arabia, 
Skip sits down with tourism and travel experts to discuss the vision, progress, innovations, and opportunities shaping Saudi's tourism sector. Tune in for insider views and insights on what's next for Saudi Arabia's dynamic tourism industry. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.